boom we're live welcome back everybody welcome back to another rambling radio podcast we've got the legend tyler babin in the house and i'm making this little intro before we get into the interview because this is episode number 13 unlucky number 13 i thought 13 was a lucky number apparently not because when i played back this interview my mic was recording and tyler's was not so um luckily we uh we recorded it on my camera and so i have the camera audio but i'm just gonna apologize this is not it's not gonna sound like this what you're listening to right now kiss this audio goodbye because when we get into the interview it's gonna be some some gh5 in body camera audio uh type sound and we also have construction going on i don't know if you guys can hear this right now i'm gonna try to cut it out as much as i can but they're working on the street um just outside my apartment where i'm recording this and it's been kind of bad timing but this conversation was so freaking dope i had to upload it um regardless and it's tyler babin he's got so many good things to say so many helpful things for young creators or anybody listening to this and so we had to upload this episode because it's so epic and um, i'm just so pumped to have him on we dove into all kinds of different topics and i really tried to reveal what's behind the curtain with Tyler Babin and what he is working on currently. And um, and it's just a great, great conversation. So I hope you guys get past the audio issues and just listen to what he has to say. And um, yeah, I appreciate everybody. If you guys could leave a review and let me know what you think at the end of listening to this podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. But um, I don't want to waste any any of any more of your time. And uh, let's dive into this thing. Enjoy, guys. in-person interview the first one I didn't know what I was doing I like had a scramble for like audio interface equipment and just you know different mics and stuff there's like four of us um, but you know I think I got a handle on it now um, but anyways um, I'm really stoked to have you here dude this, yeah, is, this is gonna be dope um, and then we're doing we're doing like a little interview afterwards right we are yeah we're gonna do a little uh, little Behind the feed. Yeah. So, what you want to talk about that a little bit, or can you talk about that? I can. I can. So, I guess if we if we will go like one step back, um, that I'm doing this creative residency with Adobe, right? Okay. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get into that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, For sure. (laughs) Just just a context. Yeah. Where but behind the feed is Uh, behind the feed is basically the product I'm working on with Adobe. So it's a uh, docu series. Um, it's just going to be published on YouTube, and then mm-hmm. I'll probably cut it into a longer piece down the road. Okay. Um, but it's on sort of all things like influencer mental health. What goes into what goes into being a creator? Basically, I, I sort of just took a step back, and you know how I feel like if you go into any like middle school or high school right now, ask all these kids what they want to be when they grow up, they're going to say YouTuber, creator, influencer, right? Like something, some combination of that, right? Um, 
And I think there's this weird stigma, or not stigma, but basically people just think everyone's Logan Paul and you're going to get a Lambo and then drive around LA and like have a party. Right. And there's a lot more work that goes into it than just right, that. Right, right. <laughs> so I just wanted to like sit down with a bunch of creators that I really respect and know the process they're going through and give a more uh, transparent look at what goes on behind the feed to allow this highlight reel to be possible. Sure. Let's say, how, is it going to be like a longer format or? Um, so what I'm thinking right now, it's uh, the format's changed like 12 times. Yeah. It's sure. sort of like gone through it. Right. Um, all the episodes are going to exist in like really consumable bite-sized chunks. Okay. So like each episode will be no longer than like eight minutes. Like oh, wow. Like really condensed. Yeah. And then once I've spent a couple months and I've filmed a bunch of them and I like feel like I have enough information to build out the story the way I want it, mm-hmm. I want to cut it into a longer like 45 minute to an hour and a half, wherever it kind of falls. Yeah. Because I've never ended anything that long. Right, right, right. It's always like a just are you, are, world. Right. Are you going to pitch that to... Maybe Netflix, maybe any maybe, about that? Maybe. Shit, dude. You know, you know what I just learned the other day that Netflix won't accept anything that's not shot on like specific cameras. Oh wow! So like, I actually couldn't technically sell this, but maybe yeah. I can use it as a thing to pitch Netflix sure. to go do something. Or else. maybe Hulu. Maybe yeah. like another platform has like less restrictions For or something sure. like that. That was so weird that I heard that the other day. Like literally, what? it's like red like black magic cinema lines there's like five cameras for netflix originals that they have to be shot on really yeah super strange that's weird because i've seen i've seen other that must be new because i've seen other content where i'm like yeah it, it right, made, like whenever that's I shot on like a canon for sure like rebel <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean yeah um speaking of cameras what are you using these days? I know we just talked about it. But. Yeah, so I'm using an ESR right now, okay. which I like. I came off of a 1DX Mark II. I liked that also. Yeah. I've always been like sort of a Canon fanboy. Right. Um, but I'm also like not super romantic. I want to like try everything. Sure. You know. Yeah. I think you even said, and I don't, I don't know if it was one of your videos. I think it might have been, but you said, as you get older, the camera is just means less and less to you. Not only does it mean less, but I, I like how resourceful you become whenever you're using gear that's not like top of the line. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know yeah. like if you remember like that very first camera, which for me was like a Canon Rebel. Yeah. I feel like I was way grittier and uh-huh. way more like creative and making things happen compared sure. to when I was on like one Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's um it's one of those things where it's like you Especially when you have a following, you use a camera and everybody starts asking you yeah. what camera you use right. and you know, and then you switch and then everybody starts getting that camera and yeah. it's like, you just can't, it exactly. doesn't mean anything. So it's, it's funny you say that and the reason that this entire behind the feed series, I'm shooting completely on the EOS R yeah. with two lenses, a yeah. 16 to 35 and a 35 1.4. Nice. And that, I wanted like a hyper minimalistic setup. Yeah. So that way people couldn't tell me it was good. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I wanted it to be very like easily accessible yeah. for most consumers. Yeah, 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 I love that. I went, I just went to Turkey with Lewis and I brought one lens. It was a, it's a, I'm shooting with the GH5, so it's micro four thirds, but it's a 12 to 35, and it's just a 24 to 70. Wow. And like, that's it. Like, that's all I shot with. And it was amazing. Like, as I get older, like, I want less and less equipment because I'm just, I'm lazy. Like, I don't want to yeah. switch lenses. I don't want to do that shit. I don't want to fuck around, you know? Yeah. I just want one lens, one camera, you know, nitty gritty, run and gun. Let's what, do this. Uh, what did you do for audio? 
Um, no, I used, because I knew we were going to do a voiceover, okay. so I didn't have to really worry about it, but I still like to use some sound bites in my little short films or whatever, yeah. and I just use the in-body, that's, that's it. I, I like wish, I'm like, I, I can tell I'm close to eliminating the microphone, because right. like, I'm the same way, like yeah. I want as little gear as possible. Yeah, no, nah, dude, it's, it, it was so freeing, it just felt, I was like, oh. This makes me want to shoot more, and I think that's more important. Like, yeah. if you have a big ass gimbal, like, man, I was I used to vlog with the gimbal, yeah, like a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's just so fucking dumb. It's like it's like the the least amount of friction to picking up the camera yeah. is like what I think you should work for. Yeah, you know, yeah. some people are like I want to vlog, but then you don't want to vlog whenever you have like a gorilla pod and a microphone and like twelve lenses and like right. all that shit. Right. Just make it like as simplistic as it, as you can for you. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah absolutely. Um, so I'm sure I may answer this question like a million times, but this is the first time you're on a podcast. Yeah. Idea. <laughs> Let's talk about Gary Vee for just a second. Let's talk about him. Um, Somebody wanted to know, well, I've already heard the story, but somebody wanted to know, <laughs> um, how did you get started with him? Yeah. So I grew up in a very small little town in North Florida, Tallahassee. Um, mm-hmm. It's not South Beach. It's nothing fancy. It's a very traditional sort of suburban town. Yeah. I was always into like photo and video and had big aspirations of moving to New York one day and sort of hitting the, the big leagues. Um, and so I had sort of stumbled across Gary's first book, Crush It, and then he was on a Chase Jarvis podcast, who I was a fan of. And what year started, was that, by the way? This he was on the podcast in twenty thirteen. Okay. I had read his first book, uh, Crush It, in two thousand nine, okay. two thousand ten, like while I was in high school, before I even like realized who he was. Right. Right. Um, and so. I wanted to move to New York. I started kind of putting things in place for that. I started applying to like every internship I could find, mm-hmm. and Vayner was the only one that called me back because I was like a college dropout. Right. And I had nothing to show for it. <laughs> right. um, I don't know how I convinced them that I knew what I was doing like at all. Uh, and then to actually be under- originally hired as a graphic design intern when I wasn't a graphic designer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Classic. Um, I worked. I worked as an intern for. For Vayner for like two or three months, okay. um, and then Gary and I ended up in the backseat of an Uber together on like my second to last day as an intern. I remember that video. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and we just like talked for a while. I was pretty like audacious and was just like, I want to be on your team. Like I can make great videos for you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was sort of serendipity. It's right whenever he was starting to get serious on YouTube. He only had like forty or fifty thousand right. subs at this point. Mm-hmm. It's early, um, and so. Two days later, I was on his team, and then it was kind of a, a wild ride. Yeah. What What did he say to you in the? It was a limo or a, it was Uber. Uber. Yeah. What did he say to you in the Uber? Did he like give you any advice, or was he like, "Yeah, that sounds amazing"? Like, what kind of was yeah. his response? So originally, he was like, "Cool, that sounds great." But there's a million kids that yeah, itch, they'll be awesome. So sure. He said, "Make." He was like, "You follow me on Instagram?" And I said, "Yes." And he's like, "Cool, go make me five pieces of content I can use on Instagram next week." And then kicked me out of the car. <laughs> nice. And I was like, cool. And so I like ran to a Starbucks. Uh-huh. Uh, I went onto like Vayner's server. I yeah. found his style guide and fonts and everything. Mm-hmm. Downloaded a bunch of pictures off Google. And I made like five like quote cards for him to use on Instagram. Yeah. And just like email them over. Like how fast was your turnaround time? Like uh, I, in retrospect, probably should have like just like worked on them a little bit further because uh-huh. they're terrible. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was like within a couple hours, I was like sending stuff over. Nice. 
Damn, I just wanted to be like top of mind, you know. That's crazy. So, how long did you how, how long did you work for him then? Uh, about four years. Four years. Yeah. Okay. And, and it started was... as like day one when I was hired. I was told I was going to be a graphic designer. On right. This team. I showed up and then was handed a hard drive full of videos, and they were like, "We should be a video editor." Wow. And I wasn't in the mindset like I hadn't been shooting video around this. It was yeah. all photography and design. Right. And uh, so I had to very quickly learn how to be a video editor. Yeah. Did it freak the shit out of you? or? Yeah, I yeah. I was like, I am not prepared at all. But you said you could do it though, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. like, say yes to everything. Right, exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and so I was an editor for the first sort of six months, I guess. And then I moved into editing Daily V and I started working really closely with DRock. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went into like a year of. Dude, if I explain to you what our workflow was for that year, it's like... Ridiculous. Ridiculous. D-Rod was dropping memory cards off to me at 9 p.m. at night. I would edit from like 9 to 5 in the morning. I would sleep for two hours, wake back up, run to the office, edit, and then we were posting episodes by like 6. Yeah. So like post at 6, I got two hours to chill, memory cards would land back on my desk. Yeah. Seven days a week. How long did it take you, or how long did it take them to trust you in doing that? Was it like a week, two weeks? Like, what was um, that kind of process? It was quick. I can't remember the exact time, but I, like, whenever I was in that office, I was like, this is my shot to make it all happen. Yeah. I felt like it was, like, a big opportunity and recognized that. So I just, like, put my head down and didn't stop. Yeah. And so I think it kind of quickly showed them that I was, like, you're ready to be serious. You know? Yeah. And so how long was that 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. process? Like, was that kind of daily... Almost. Um, so we did daily beef was was every single day for a year. Right. And so that's how long it went. It was like eight months to a year, I think, where we were working on that that turnaround. Yeah. Um, that was like <laughs> I don't I don't like to call them like the dark days, but yeah, it was funny because I, I was like I have to focus. So I moved my computer into like a super small conference room in Vayner. I was the only person in there because I was like I actually need to be locked in right. all the time. So you and, edited during that time at Vayner. You didn't yeah. do it at home. You're no, there at yeah. the office. M- most of the time. So it was like at 9 p.m. cards get dropped off. Yeah. I would work for a few hours at the office, uh-huh. go to my apartment in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. keep working for a few more hours, fall asleep, wake up, and then like 7 a.m. was back in the office. Jesus. It was, it was a weird year in my life. <laughs> <laughs> no social life. No. Do you, have, do you have your girlfriend at the time? Or? Uh, yeah. But I mean, and this is like, she's a champ. Yeah. Because she was cool. still with you. Yeah. yeah. And she Amazing. just sort of like sat there and looked at the back of my head while I was editing for the first year of our relationship. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you something about her. <laughs> you know? Right. Dude, I've had so many issues in my relationship and like, they're all, I mean, we're, it's just, you know, it's constant work, but like that first, she's been with me through the beginning. And so it's like that, that very first year of like just working 16, 18 hour days, like, yeah, yeah we had we had a lot of work to, you know, get through. And but stuff. It's, and it's cool because you kind of get to the other side. So it's like we we started dating and we first met um, mm. like two months after I started working on Gary's team. So yeah. wow. at this point, I'm like no one in the world. Yeah. You know? Like I'm just starting to like find my footing. Right, right, right. And so now to like to go to watch this rise and like everything that's going on now is super exciting. Yeah. You know? It's amazing. Um, so you've worked for Gary for four years. Correct? Yeah, stop. When did you start thinking, I'm done? 
was there a point where you're like, um, I can't do this anymore? Or what was kind of your mindset and, and how far along your journey working with Gary? How, how yeah, long into that? that I take? think it was um, about two years in. Is not whatever I said, like, I'm done, I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. But whenever I felt like I was going on autopilot mm-hmm. and I wasn't thinking about what I was doing as much anymore. Like, yeah. I could just, I could edit daily in my sleep. I knew what was going to perform well. Yeah. It was just easy. And I just was sort of like, had felt like I had this glazed over look throughout the day. Yeah. And as soon as I realized I wasn't like on fire anymore, yeah. I brought that up to him. I was okay. like, we have to like change something up. And yeah. so, the last like year and a half of my time at Banner, I tried a bunch of different things. So I went into like Banner Talent, which is another like mm-hmm. category of, of the agency, and I was a creative director there for like six months, mm-hmm. and that bought me like six months of happiness. And then <laughs> I kind of like went back into doing some more Gary stuff, which like the the freshness of it bought yeah. me some happiness there. And yeah. then when Gary started Empathy Wines, I like went there and was creative director and got to like build the initial brand there, which was exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could feel I was only getting these like little like six month breaks right. and I was just burning out because I think I, it was just time to like leave the building. Yeah. Yeah. And are you, were you pretty vocal with him about how you were feeling or were you kind of like, you know, not, I don't want to say nervous, but like you kind of kept it, you know, hidden a little bit, your, your true emotions about things and stuff or. Yeah. It was, uh, I was always pretty open, but in retrospect, I still don't think I was as open as what I probably should have been. Yeah. Um, That's always hard. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with him. Yeah. You know, you know. he's intense, right? Very. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that being said, he was always like very open and willing to change things and yeah. try to adjust to make sure that I was still like fired up to go in every day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't know, it was, I was always pretty quick to be like, you know what, just, I think it's, it's cool, but yeah. I don't want to do this forever. Right. And when, so, then you started thinking about doing something different. Was that when you found out about the Adobe residency or did you always know about that and it's always been on your mind? So I, I had heard of the residency before. Um, yeah. Sarah Dietschy, who's a right. YouTuber in New York, yeah. and a friend of mine, mm-hmm. she was a, uh, a resident like two years ago. And so I knew of it from, from her. Um, and then I had been in this phase where for like the last year I was, I've been getting a lot of job offers. Everyone was like, come work on this, come work on this. And like nothing felt right. Yeah. And then in January I was in India for a, like my best friend's wedding. And I don't know there's something about India that makes you very reflective on life. Oh, and sure. I literally got a, uh, like an Instagram targeted ad for the residency that applications were closing in a week. Oh wow. And it was just intuition. I was like, that's what I need to be doing right now. Yeah. And then. Thought about my idea on the flight home, uh-huh. and pitch deck, and sent it, and here we are. That's fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how long did the whole process take of you putting in your application and then actually you know, finding out that you yeah. got it? Um, a long time or? Like a month, maybe a month, month oh, and a half. Oh, pretty quick. Like yeah, it was pretty okay. quick. The, the uh, application and like... Well, the, the application process is pretty straightforward, but the interview process for getting this thing is yeah. gnarly. Intense? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. How, can you describe it a little bit? Or? So it started out like you get an email that's, hey, we want to jump on the phone with you. Yeah. So it's like hour-long phone call. And wow. Like, that was great. We're going to do another phone call. So it's another hour-long phone call with someone different. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, you know what? We like your vibe. We need you to come to San Francisco. And so they fly to San Francisco, and then you do <laughs> seven hours of interviews, like back to back seven different interviews for an hour long with different people at Adobe. Oh my God. And then you fly home and they're like, that was great, but we have a few more questions. You see, you get another, I mean, it was a lot. Damn. Um, because it's, 
it's a big opportunity. You yeah. know what I mean? For them, I mean, they're going to, like, put you on they're staff. They're paying you they're paying for a year, correct? To do whatever I want. Yeah. Right? And so that's a big, like, investment on their right. end. So they want to make sure they're picking the right people. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was an intense process. I'll, I'll be straight with you. I actually, I knew about the Adobe residency, and I, I knew about, like, uh, over a year ago. One of my buddies was like, hey, man, there's this... There's this thing you might want to take a look at because it, it looks like it's right up your your alley, it's right up your vibe. And I looked at it and I'm like, "There's no way this is possible." And I just kind of pooed yeah. it. <laughs> I was just like, "No way, it's not." Yeah. But it's real. It's a real thing. But yeah, no. It, a lot of people like when I, when, you should have seen me trying to explain to my parents what I was doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. They're like, what? "Like, I'm convinced they think I'm selling drugs." Yeah, it's for no sure. Way. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Um, so how many are there of you? It's good so there's myself and eight others this year. Yeah. It's uh, by far the biggest class there's ever been. Oh, so this yeah. is... Normally it's like five or so, but it's starting to expand a lot. Okay. And it's worldwide now too, which is really cool. So it's like there's nine of us total, only four of us are in the U.S. And how long has this program been around? Not long, like... This is... Four year, years? This five is year five. Yeah. Five years, gotcha. Yeah. Cool. So, you've got 100% freedom. Actually, before we get into that, yeah. I want to backtrack okay. just to Gary. One more, one more question about Please. Gary, really quick. Yeah. Um, because your video on YouTube of you quitting blew <laughs> the fuck up yeah. and got you a ton of subscribers right away, which is awesome. Congratulations! It's fucking awesome sick. and also kind of sucks. Why? Because I hadn't decided what my channel was about. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it was funny. Going into the residency, I was like, dope. I've got six months before anyone cares about me. I can yeah. figure out all my shit. Right, and then right. day three, I was yeah. like, fuck, there's 30,000 people watching this. Yeah. Stuff. And they're expecting you, like, consistently yeah. all the time on, like, right. dude, YouTube's fucking ruthless, man. They'll come at you. <laughs> <laughs> They'll come at you. We'll get into that. Yeah. But before we do, mm -hmm. um, were you freaking out about telling Gary at all that you were done? Uh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Like, like I sweat. Mean, yeah, it yeah. was. So it was funny. I um, oh, I've never, I've never explained the story this way before. Really? Uh, so Sick. Gary and I, <laughs> Gary and I were flying to Napa. Okay. To go mix the white wine, yeah, right, and I was yeah, going yeah. to like film that whole process. Was this before? This was before we hung out that one time for lunch, or no? This was after. This was like this was right after. This was right, right after. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, cool. So Gary and I were flying to Napa. Mm -hmm. um, we had an hour long drive, and I, it was. I was like, this is the only time we're gonna have a moment where like I can turn the camera off. No one else is gonna hear this conversation. It's yeah. just Gary and I. Right. I'll get that out of the way. But here's the thing. Right after Napa, I was going to SF to actually do the interviews. So I had oh. to really call my shot that this was going to work out because I basically quit in the car yeah. before I even knew if I was going to get it or not. Oh. So that, that's the, the thing that was like, ugh, that yeah. was kind of stressful. So you passed on that moment. No, I did it. Oh, you did do it in yeah. the car? In the car. Oh. So I, I, I told him, I was like, look, this isn't certain yet, but there's yeah. this opportunity that is really interesting. And it's gonna take me away for a year. Okay. Minimum, yeah. You know. So that was kind of the, the that angle was, you put on it. Yeah. Okay. I was like, look, it's a year, and then I come back. And yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. work out. You yeah. know? And and you don't have to share this if you if you don't want to. But like, what was his first reaction? Um. So he looked at me, and he was just like, "You think you're like ready to go do it?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think so." Yeah. He was like, "Cool, you should go do it." 
Really? Yeah. That's he was like, don't, you know, like, don't have regrets. Yeah. You know? um, and it was, you know, you could feel like there was a little bit of like a weird vibe in like our relationship now, just because it was like we both in, in that, you know, meeting where I'm leaving yeah. the video, he right. kept saying, like, this is surreal. Like, it just felt weird. It was like a breakup because yeah. we worked so closely together. Sure. Um, and so it was weird. I've been blown away with how supportive he's been since, yeah. since I left. Yeah. And he practices what he preaches. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That was super cool. Yeah, just seeing you, I feel like, I don't know personally, but just from the video, I feel like D-Rock was like right there with you the whole time, like yeah. super supportive, like I'll help you film this. Yeah. Like, is that what, <laughs> yeah. kind of what yeah. happened? Everyone was, everyone was really, really supportive and really pumped. Yeah. Because it was always like, I... I love Gary more than anything in the world. He's like yeah. one of my best friends. I love like, Gary. I don't I, even know. I want to work with him for the rest of my career. Yeah. Um, but everyone knew that like I have had this voice in my head since I was ten years old that mm -hmm. I wanted to like just make my own thing. Mm -hmm. You know, and so to finally be like stepping away and going to do that was yeah. was I think a big moment for everyone around because they were like, oh cool, that's what it looks like to go to the other side. Right. You know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that gives people ideas. Maybe, maybe his whole team's gonna live in it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, dude, that's that's gotta be so tough working for him for four years and then just calling in, just going for it. Yeah, that's what you gotta do. Um, so that's awesome. So now getting back to residency and, and having that total freedom. That first day, you wake up and you not working for Gary, mm -hmm. you've got more than enough freedom to do whatever you want, you got the money to pay your bills, like, yeah. what, what does that feel like? Uh, I freaked the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, <laughs> uh, sure. Um, yeah, because I was like, you know, there was something weird about for four years, like, going into an office every day and working on someone else's stuff, mm -hmm. I was like, I've got so many ideas, I was like, man, if I could just walk out of here, I would make this video and that video and right. this video, yeah. and when I was talking to Adobe, I'm like, I'm going to do I'm gonna start a podcast. I'm doing like ten series. I'm gonna daily vlog the year. I'm gonna do everything. And then I woke up the first day. I was like, I have no idea what to make. Yeah. <laughs> were you Were you still inspired? Uh, I was I was still inspired for yeah. sure. Um, and I've like definitely it's gone been like ebbs and flows of inspiration. Yeah. Um, because coming out of a, a world where you work in advertising, you you learn that inspiration like comes and goes, but you're still expected to deliver. Mm -hmm. But it was tough, like, those first few videos. And to be honest, like, even now, it's hard. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I still feel like I have no idea what my channel's about. Yeah. I was, uh, like, I was with Matt the other day, and I was, like, I think the biggest issue, because, like, right now the channel's hit a little bit of, like, a wall in terms of growth. Yeah. Is I'm, like, no one has any idea what the next video I'm putting out is. Right. Like, there's no flow. There's no, like, level of consistency. Sure. It's, I'm still very much in the phase of throwing shit against the wall to figure yeah. out what sticks. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. As yeah. long as I come to grips with the fact that it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> like if I right. can lessen the pressure on myself a little bit, it'll yeah. be great. Yeah, you kind of, YouTube's tough. I think social media in general is tough because you kind of have to just detach yourself emotionally mm -hmm. because if you get too attached emotionally, like, you're not going to create anything because you're just too, yeah. you get too inside your head like, oh, people want this. No, people want that. Like, yeah. you just have to create what feels right in your gut and then yeah just go for it and dude i've had so many issues detaching myself and like i don't know it's it's tough so um that first video well it wasn't your first video but the first video first that I really video took video, yeah. off i'm sure that felt amazing yeah 
but you said <laughs> you said it now it's kind of sucky. Uh, not that it sucks, but it like I knew that video was gonna do well. Yeah, but I was like that video might hit five thousand views. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, mean, right. I was like, and that's awesome. Yeah, uh, and then it did half a million, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> cool, sick. Uh, <laughs> Now I have to actually deliver on right. the shit I just talked about, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's that's been the thing, is it just all of a sudden I have more eyeballs on like my personal work than yeah. I've ever had before. A lot of people are judging every move I make, and mm -hmm. when I don't upload every day, they're like, what would Gary say? You know, right. It's just like... Yeah. It's, it's just like you feel like you're like taking a beating for these first like right. chunk of videos. Is that your first experience with like negative... Criticism or feedback from I've always you even call it that. Yeah, I mean I've always had like random shit on Instagram and like yeah. DMs of people just you know trolling and all right. that. Yeah. Um, it was the first time I had it at such scale going after like personal things. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. That yeah. was that was, that was a tough thing. Yeah, especially when they like say something that you inside think is potentially true. Like yeah. that's when it like really hurts because yeah. like. If they say like, oh, you're ugly, like, if you get enough of those, you're ugly, it really doesn't hurt yeah. you, you know what I mean? It was, um, did you see the video I made where I like, it was like super last minute, this uh, like helicopter company called me and they were like, we're gonna fly to Montauk, do you yeah, want to yeah, go? Yeah. And yeah. I was like, sure, yeah, let's go. Yeah. And I went and I filmed that whole video, and then as I was editing it, I was like, fuck, I'm not sure if there's like a ton of substance here, like it was just sort of like a fun like little adventure vlog. Sure. And I liked the video and it was fun to make, uh -huh. but I remember talking to my girlfriend and I was like, I'm worried people are gonna think this is just like a bullshit vlog. And yeah. then like the first few comments were like, you don't deserve the residency. All you're doing is like flying around having fun. Yeah. And it was like knife in my heart. Oh heart-like. my god. Just, just like devastating blow. Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? And so yeah. it's like it's those things whenever it's like even in my head and then like the internet confirms it. Yeah. That to me is I was like, I have thick skin and that still stings. So yeah. there's no wonder so many people give up after their sort of right. video. But it's still bullshit because I, I I was I was listening to you know Brene Brown. Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. And she has like I don't know, my girlfriend was watching it, so I got sucked in. Um, and she said something that, like, blew me away. And, like, you know it, but just hearing it is, like, totally different. And she said that you should never, ever let someone inside of you let them get to you if they don't put themselves out there yeah. themselves. For sure. She calls it the arena. Like, you're putting yourself in the arena to receive all this hate and negative feedback yeah. as possible. Um, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't let it get to you if, if they're not putting themselves in the arena. If they are and they're, and then you're getting negative feedback, like if some, you know, like if Gary said that to you, it'd be yeah. a little bit different because sure. he puts himself For in the sure. arena. Yeah. And I just heard that I'm like, wow, like it's going to be tough to something you got to work on. Yeah. Um, especially when you still kind of believe it a little bit, but yeah, if they're not putting themselves in the arena, like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. You know, you can't say anything to me. Yeah, 100%. So. I texted, uh, there was, like, just literally a couple days ago, it was, like, really getting to me. There was another just, like, bullshit comment that was just, like, fucked in my head. Yeah. And so I texted uh, Peter McKinnon. Yeah. And I was just like, yo, like, early on, did you just get ripped apart in the comments? Uh -huh. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, like, there's tons of trolls and everything, but... He's like, it's completely up to you how much it affects you. Yeah. You know? Right. Like, it's your decision. Because, like, yeah. people are going to talk shit forever. Right. But it's up to you how much it affects you. Right. Yeah. You know? I, I love that. I think it's super important. 
um, <laughs> YouTube stuff, man. <laughs> It'd be tough. Oh, jeez. Um, what else? What were we talking about? Uh, oh, inspiration. Yeah. I kind of skipped on that. So, um, I know you made a video like, you gotta just start. That's basically yeah. the main message. Mm -hmm. um, is that still working for you when, with coming out with ideas? Yeah. Or what, what is kind of your process these days with creating videos? Yeah. Um, so, that's a big one, right? I think, you know, we were talking about like the friction of just like picking up the camera. Yeah. I have a bad habit where I love right now to sit down at a desk, like put on music, have like a water or whatever, mm -hmm. and just like sit down and like jot down ideas and sort of like journal what's going through my head. And yeah. that seems to be working, like finding stuff. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I just sit there and like nothing sparks, mm -hmm. you know? And so yeah. that's where I kind of shift gears into the just start making something. Yeah. Where literally, whether it's, you know, I open up Premiere and I'll pull in footage from a year ago and just start shopping things. Yeah. Or I pick up the camera and I just go walk and start shooting and figure it out right I think like I've been sticking with this whole inspiration is found through action mm -hmm. like it's that. hard to it's hard to know what you're going towards if you're just sitting there waiting for something to strike you yeah is that why you decided well I don't know if you decided yet but maybe doing the daily vlog yeah yeah I mean, is that why yeah, yeah yeah that's that's part of it is um yeah so it's a few things one the like right now I'm busier than I've ever been Mm -hmm. but I'm busier in a different way, right? Mm -hmm. So like whenever I was working for Gary, I was busy, but it was, I was always either filming or it was my desk editing. So I had massive output, right? Yeah. I was always putting stuff out. Yeah. Now I'm busy in the way that I have like 10 phone calls a day and I have to respond to a thousand emails. Mm -hmm. And I feel like only 10% of my time is actually editing videos now and yeah. making stuff. Right. And I was like, that's not gonna work. Yeah. You know, like I'm not gonna get to that consistent place. Right. So I was like, if I make a public decision to put out a daily video, I have no other choice but to like reprioritize my life, mm -hmm. which I think is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, but fuck, the idea of doing daily videos scares the shit out of me. It's brutal, man. <laughs> it's brutal. I feel like everybody quit, and I don't know, does anybody do it anymore? No, so recently, like Maddie, I don't know if you, you saw Maddie, like, did a daily thing. Um, mm -hmm. Maddie uh, Hapoya? He was he shared an office with Peter for a while. Oh, Manny. Yeah, Manny, Manny. Yeah, 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 that Manny. There you go. Okay. Got gotcha. you. Know, Peter, started, Manny. Yeah, he started. <laughs> he started daily, but only he did for three weeks, and then he just and stopped, stopped it last week. You know. Did he say why? Or yeah, he made. I haven't watched it, but he made like a an end of the daily vlog video, mm -hmm. which I think he explains it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, lots of people seem to quit, and I don't. By no means am I stepping out and being like, I'm gonna be Casey and daily vlog for 600 days. I don't think, the, the level of quality I wanna achieve in my videos, just, I just don't think it's possible. Yeah. Um, but to at least like prioritize it for a while, I can see myself going daily for a few months. Yeah, and trying it. do you know how you're gonna attack it in terms of scheduling? Like, are you gonna come up with ideas or are you just gonna go pick up the camera, press record and um, See what the fuck happens. That's why I haven't started yet. Yeah. Because I need to, I think that's the biggest thing, like having a plan yeah. with, with putting out that much content right. is what you have to do. So, yeah. um, you know, and there's just been like a lot of travel, like I'm in LA for three weeks right. working on this documentary. I right. can't daily vlog and make a documentary. And no, you can't. Just, you know, no shot. So yeah. I want to make sure if I do it, I'm like setting myself up for success. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think having a bucket of ideas that are like ready to go for the day that something 
doesn't happen that's cool. Yeah. You know? Right. So sure, it's like you can have it all scheduled and then when something, when, you know, I get offered to like fly somewhere and make a video, I yeah. can insert that in. Mm -hmm. But there's still like a bank of videos to go to. Yeah. I think as you get more successful too, like you you have to have things scheduled out yeah. or you're just going to get fucking lost. You're not going to make any progress. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, what do you do actually? Because I'm curious. Because I feel like, like yeah. you, you seem to like have your shit together. How it seem that way on the internet? <laughs> but even like, even like the creator blueprint stuff. Is that like yeah. how structured oh, are you? With? I have to structure that. Yeah, out. yeah, especially that because there's so many moving pieces. Yeah, it's like it's like putting out a YouTube video times a thousand because you have email marketing, mm -hmm. you got Facebook and Instagram ads, yeah. um, you got Facebook groups, you've got just marketing in general like there's so many different pieces and so I literally write everything down I put everything in my calendar of like what I'm doing each day oh five emails going out today oh I have to work on this Facebook ad today so it goes out on Monday like it's all just boom 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 yeah but that's not so much creative stuff mm -hmm. creative stuff is so different you have to if it's not there, like you said, it's not there. Yeah. And you know, doing something like a like a course launch, um, you know, there's a lot more of just you know grunt work. There's just more work. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it's a little bit easier in that sense to schedule everything out than just you know the creative stuff. I get that. Um, so yeah, but I, I'm I'm such a visual person. Like I have to. I, I don't know if you saw, but I have a dry erase board out there, like right next to my desk. And like I just just write just a bunch of shit and I get it out and so yeah. I can see it and then I cross that shit off and it feels so good. My um, new thing, and I think I'm thinking about making a video about this. Yeah. I've become obsessed with post-it notes. So above, <laughs> there's like a wall above my above yeah. my desk, my computer. Yeah. And I just have sticky pads everywhere, yeah. and that's like my to-do list. I just write stuff, and yeah. it's all like right there. It's, I love it. Yeah. And making shit visual to you. So like it's hard to slack off and like watch too many YouTube videos right. when I'm procrastinating. Whenever right. I look up and I'm like, oh yeah, there's 40 things that I should be doing. <laughs> right, you know? way harder. <laughs> yeah. It just eats away at you. Like yeah. yeah, you gotta be working on that shit. And I'm sure it feels great just ripping that shit yeah. off too. Um, I I don't do that with everything. I've got the dry erase board to do that. But with my big stuff, like my big picture vision stuff, yeah, I've got big pieces of paper where I sharpie like doing this in July, doing this in August, <laughs> motherfucker, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah it, it helps a ton, so, yeah. Um, what's one thing you failed at? There's so many things I failed at. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to pick just yeah. one. Uh, but that being said, I like, I suppress that shit so much, like yeah. I don't want to imagine any failures, yeah. you know? Um, but dude, I mean, I've just made so many like mistakes yeah. in my career up to this like point. What? Like you name it, I've done it. Yeah. Showing up to shoots without memory cards, formatted cards Ooh. that weren't offloaded yet. I'm like, yeah. big deals. Yeah. Um, completely like missed like huge edit deadlines mm -hmm. when I wasn't even close to finishing something. Sure, you know? sure. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's been a lot of like. Has there been a big thing where you like, and maybe it's not even a failure. Maybe it's just something that you tried and like figured out it wasn't for you, maybe? Um, piano? <laughs> okay. Um, no, it's, I say that like jokingly, because yeah. I, 
I I would give anything to be like musically talented. Uh-huh. That would just be everything for me. And right. I tried so many times. Like different instruments and stuff. Uh, yeah, like I'm obsessed with piano. Yeah. Like in like hip hop music production. Yeah. I'd give up everything. Oh yeah, you best, started. Like, you started producing yeah. music. I'm trying. Like <laughs> started producing. I yeah. feel like I'm like I can't take that much credit. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I understand. Um, my version's like I bought Logic and like a whole bunch of MIDI controllers. Yeah. And I like dick around in it for thirty minutes a week and try to. It's a lot harder than it looks, isn't it? So much harder. I was thinking about doing that too because like with that turkey video that I yeah. put out. Um, the song got blocked the night before yeah. I was going to post it and I'm like fuck here we go again I say I'm posting a video it's not going to go out <laughs> on time like you know yeah. classic YouTuber moment right. whatever um, and like I'm just so sick of music getting yeah. copyrighted and just dealing with all of that um, so I'm like shit I'm going to make my own music and I'm really inspired by Tim Kellner I was literally as I was like waiting for the gap where I could bring Tim up yeah yeah <laughs> His stuff's so ridiculous. Dude, that and guy, he all his music too. He deserves uh, way more credit yeah. than he gets. I know he gets a lot of credit, but like he needs, like, I don't know, he needs to, he needs way more credit. Yeah. I just um, found him like super recently. Oh, really? And just straight binged his channel from Dude, start to finish. I mean, talk about just clean cinematography. Amazing. Anybody that is listening right now, you guys gotta go check out Tim Cohen because he's amazing. And he makes his own music. And so I see that and I'm yeah. like, well, if he can do it, I can do it. I still think I can. Anybody yeah. can if they put the time into it. I haven't bought the MIDI controller yet, yeah. but I've got all of the Amazon pages like booked and stuff. I'm ready. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm just so sick of the copyright thing. So what do you, do you think you're going to get into it more or? Are you um, giving up? Or no, I wouldn't say I'm giving up. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, still, it's still on my desk, so yeah. I'll still play with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just time, you know? Yeah. Like, it's so hard to, I think, separate the time to, like, develop new skills yeah. when you're drowning in all the other work, too. Right. To, like, make a decision that I'm going to spend a four-hour block working on something that yeah. I don't know how it's going to pan out when, like, right. emails are still coming in, deadlines are passing, yeah. is really, really hard for me. Do you have a, like a structured schedule yet? Uh, it's getting there. It's tough, right? It's super tough. Because you're on your own. Because well, I'm on my own. And also, you know, if, if the edit's not done on the time allotted, like, I just have to keep working on the edit. Right. Which then shifts everything back, you know? Right. Um, so I'm working on it, and I'm getting way more diligent about, like, using calendars and to-do mm-hmm. lists and all that stuff. Yeah. But it's not nearly as firmed up as what it should be. Have you ever thought about outsourcing your editing? So, <laughs> I have, yeah. um, because I was like, it'd be great to have someone who can like build out the skeleton, get it like 70% of the way there, and yeah. then let me go in and like make it my special thing. Yeah, an extra four hours of your day, maybe. 100%. Yeah. Um, but I, whenever like I built my entire career on being a video editor, yeah. something just like, like it's, uh, it's like it's a tough. crunch, you know? I know, I know. Yeah, I guess it just, it really depends on your goals. Um, I know for me, like... Do you outsource anything? I'm now I'm hiring a video editor. Got it. Yeah, I just I can't do it anymore. Yeah. It's like eight hours of editing or six hours or whatever. You know, I'd be getting a lot more efficient with editing as I do it more. But you know, I'm trying to progress in other ways, and, and YouTube is just kind of an outlet for you know the, the stuff that I'm really truly working on, which isn't just making beautiful videos and films. You know, yeah. so. I've got a different vision now, and that's and that's why it's a lot easier to let that go. But I feel you. Like, 
I'd say a year ago, uh, like if someone was like, "Hey, I'll edit for you," I'd be like, uh, "Excuse me, no." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like shoo shoo, get out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's hard to let that go because yeah. it's your work. But um, I love. I just love. Like I don't know who said this, but you know, a lot of the editing is just like manual labor. It's the vision yeah. in your head. Yeah. But I know you're doing both. When you edit, like you're doing the vision and the editing. Mm -hmm. But if you can convey that vision and somebody can understand that, like, who knows? Maybe in the future you might start outsourcing your editing. You yeah. never know. Dude, I completely, because uh, you talked about that in the video one time, right? Um, the difference, so. I, think, I think it was you, the difference between like, like, oh, you're a great editor, and it's like, no, like, you just have good vision. And yeah, like, please exactly. Please that off, because yeah. it was a weird thing that clicked for me. Yeah. You know, and really? I get so many people that, like, email me and stuff, and they're like, what are your tips for editing? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I can tell you how to use the program more efficiently, but, right. you know, we could, we could have the same level of knowing how to use the programs. Yeah. But I can't, like, ingest ideas into you. you right. Know? Yeah, I mean, the vision almost takes longer. Like, when I start editing, I'm, like, staring at the timeline for, like, at least a few hours before I any make like some serious progress, and then yeah. once the vid once it starts coming alive, like you're flying. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, that's the that's the hardest thing for me, is because I, like, I can never sit down and be like, all right, time to edit, and then start yeah. working. I go through the same phase of like I just have to stare at the thing for like yeah. three hours before I can do anything. Yeah. And then in, the, in between that three hours, like a phone call comes in, which then pushes right. you back further. Right. And there's so many distractions to get yeah. through that time before you're ever like rolling. Yeah. Oh man, do you, do you have a process for eliminating eliminating those distractions or? As much as I can now, like phone goes on airplane mode Dude. as far away from me as possible. <laughs> so key. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the, the four people in my life that matter, I'll text them and be like, if this is an emergency, this is my location on Earth, but I'm not touching my phone. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Anything else or no? That's that's, so it. it's it's that, and then uh, getting yourself in a place where you don't like have other thoughts. So my my like nightly routine now. This is mm -hmm. weird, but I'll give you like the inside look in my life. Oh, good. Is uh is like I go I go like before I'm like ready to start my like late night edit session. It's like take a shower, get comfortable, throw on like a hoodie, like comfortable pants, all that stuff. Yeah. And then I get, this is so ridiculous, I get a bottle of water, a Red Bull, and a hot chocolate sitting on my desk. Those are like the three things that matter to me. So I guess, random. Whenever I'm Not the Red Bull, but the hot chocolate. I don't know. Random. I don't, so I, Does that uh, even taste good together? Not switch? really. No, 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 your palate? no, no, no. It's, it's like, it's, it's one at a time. You know? Okay, all right. But I, I try to eliminate anything that could cause me to get up and like, be like, oh, I'm thirsty and go to the kitchen. Yeah, you know right. I mean? It's all right there. Yeah. Like headphones are on, phones away. Yeah. So that way you're fully there. Right. And there's no other distractions. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that's really annoying with editing is like, you can't listen to any like background music. Mm -hmm. Have you ever like tried to do that? Yeah. Or, like, so I use a uh, uh, Taku. You ever listen to him? Taku. It's like T A dash K U. Okay. It's sort of like a DJ, but it's all very like slow oh, kind okay. of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll listen to him in the background as I'm like building up the skeleton of an edit if there's no like dialogue or yeah. other like music hits. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, no, which it's, sucks. So yeah, it's because there's a service, I don't know if you've heard of it, it's called Brain.fm, Ring Me Bells. No. 
I don't, I don't know how new it is. Um, a buddy of mine mentioned it to me, but they play these, there's no lyrics or anything, and they play it at like a certain tempo or frequency that's supposed to scientifically keep you more focused or something like that. Okay. I've used it and it's worked, but I don't know if it's real or placebo. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I would love to like have something like that because I don't know, I just, I get so bored. I'm just yeah. like going at it and I'm like, you know, and then what's the weather? Like, YouTube is just one click away. Oh, dude, which then you're such a like, black hole. Cupped for an hour. That's it, yeah. <laughs> they do such a good job of like throwing that, that clickable video That's, about yeah. God knows what that you don't even care about. <laughs> no, you want to see what happens. Stupid. Um, what is your favorite thing that you're working on right now? your favorite project or um, or haven't worked on yet yeah what are you looking forward to uh so there's something really really interesting uh if you like followed me closely you may have heard about this costa rica film no 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 so it's been brought up in a lot of like interviews and stuff like okay. two years ago okay um, almost two years it'll be two years next month yeah uh, i went to costa rica with d-rock and one of my other like best friends Adrian, yeah and we shot this like travel film okay. for uh, a friend of mine's backpack brand Sick. And it was great, but I just never really did anything with it. Yeah. And it's sort of become just the running joke of our friendship that, like, I'm never going to finish this video. <laughs> right. Um, and, like, I've done interviews with it. Like, Adrian's done interviews, and it's come up. And then Adrian and I had lunch the other day, and we actually got, a, like, a little bit of an argument over this thing. And I was, <laughs> like, I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to finish it this week. And so the last two days, I've reopened a project file that hasn't been opened for, like, six months. Yeah. And it, like, happened. Like, it all clicked. Really? And it's, like, almost done. It'll be done by, like, Monday. I'm going to wow. try to post it on Monday. Wow. How? So this was this trip was two years ago? Two years ago. So that's interesting. Looking at the footage, yeah. are you, like... Wow, this is yeah. kind of whack. Yeah, and I think really? that, that's the reason that it was so hard for me to uh, to like go work on it at a later date. Yeah, you know, I would have shot it all differently. Right. I don't like how I did this. Yeah, There's yeah. No Storyline. Two and years is a long time. It's a long time. Make a lot of progress yeah. with your skills. Yeah. And so that the the like hack is I'm narrating through it like present day. Okay. Um. So I'm just like look. You guys have probably heard about this video. It's yeah. been in the works for a long time. Let yeah. me explain to you, and then I kind of like drive you through the story. Right. So it like makes it a little bit more make sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm really really pumped to have that done. That's cool. And then it's just like it's been that thing that's been on the back of my mind forever. Yeah. Um. And then after I finish uh, this behind the feed series, I really want to work on a, like a travel series mm -hmm. where I want to go spend 72 hours in different cities all over the world. Yeah. With uh, different locals exploring food, culture, and adventure. Yeah. In like different cities and get wow. a uh, sort of an like off the beaten path look. It, like, like Tokyo, like um, and Miami and Iceland, like all right. those places, you know. Yeah, that's like uh, what's his name? Bourdain. Yeah, yeah, very similar, similar to that. Mm -hmm. I love that. I'd love to do something like that too. So I'm pumped to kind of get rolling on producing that. Yeah, and what's um, what do you have to get done first before that happens? Um, I'm just don't want to bite off more than I can chew. Right. So I want to spend the rest of the summer like digging into this behind the feed series. Yeah. Like get that so I can wipe my hands of it. Right. And, like, that can exist. Uh -huh. And then I'll go fully into yeah. this travel series. How was it? I saw you editing in like an actual editing bay. Yeah. How, was that your first time doing that? Yeah. 
Was that so, like uh, insane yeah. or like so, overwhelming? Or so what? Adobe has a uh, post-production studio huh? in Santa Monica um, oh, wow. that I've been using this week. And like as soon as we wrap Dude. up, I'm going back to Santa Monica and I'm yeah. going to spend as much time in there as I can. Sick. It's like soundproofed room. There's three huge monitors and then like an 80-inch monitor on the wall wow. that's all like, you know, cinema quality. Yeah. And, like, you know, it's just, oh, I'm not God. qualified at all to right. be in there. Um, <laughs> But it's been unbelievable. I've never been in that. Norm, you know, I'm a 15-inch MacBook. Yeah, right. 98% of the time. Working, yeah, you know? right. Do you even have a monitor? You have a I mean, iMac I, at ju- home. I just got an iMac at okay. home because I knew that I was going to be working from home and, like, needed something right. that was, like, a designated setup. Yeah. Um, but never, I mean, it's, like, a fully maxed out iMac Pro with, like, two other monitors. It's just ridiculous. Is it the new one? Like, the new, new one? The new, new one. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That thing's, like, what, $30,000? I don't want to talk out. about it. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to make me cry myself to I sleep. know. I know. But, yeah, I mean, you don't even need it. Like, what's interesting about the GH5, though, is they, they you can record it at, like, 400 megabytes per second mm-hmm. or something. So these files are, like, massive, yeah. and it's 10-bit, and yeah. it's, like, there's just a lot of data in my computer can't handle it, so I have to make proxies now and like do that whole process. And I'm like, fuck, like I just got this, like I already need to get another one. It's like, <laughs> you can just lo- just keep buying equipment yeah, over and over again. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's like, get your kids into photography because they won't have money for yeah. anything bad. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, that's why we get to charge more at the end of the day too, you know what I mean? Have you ever, I know you worked with, obviously you worked with, worked with Gary and stuff like that. Um, do you do, have you done like freelance projects at all, like on the side? Uh, here and there. Um, yeah. You know, when I was like growing up before I ever moved to New York, I shot tons of weddings and yeah. little magazine editorials and things like that. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I'm not good at like logistic things. Like I'm like sending invoices yeah. and stuff. I'm so bad at it. Yeah. So I want to try and spend as much of my life as possible as just like a salaried person. Right. Like, so I, just want, I want someone to deal with my taxes for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I don't want to Yeah, you don't want to mess around. Yeah, I feel you. Um, yeah, I'm not going to get into that. Cause that's, <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that. It could be another podcast episode. Um, so what is, I know we kind of talked about that, but I kind of want to start wrapping things up here. What is, um, what is next for you other than Costa Rica? Anything where it's like, it's on the radar, but you're not ready yet or not yet to finish the documentary and stuff like that. What's out there for you? If you even have anything that you're like super stoked about. Yeah. Um, so I'm really I'm really interested into getting into more like product design stuff. I'd love mm. to do like a that, like super, that's graphic design. Uh, or like graphic design, but I want to basically I want to work on like a really small run clothing line. Yeah, um, just like a few pieces. Okay, um, sick. That's sort of on my mind. I mm. want to, you know, I still like this idea of like digging my teeth into like bigger projects. Yeah. Um. So I really want to also do a. Uh, the, the problem is, like, I'm dying to, like, direct a more feature documentary. I don't yeah. like a feature film, but, okay. like, a full-length documentary sure. that you work on for, like, two years. Mm. The problem is, like, I want to I put everything out the second it's done. Right. You know what I mean? Like, the yeah. thought of holding on to something scares me. Right. Um, but I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not a good planner. Mm. Like, I can never tell you what I'm doing more than, like, a few weeks out. <laughs> well, it's because you're creative. You're you know, a creator. I just want to put stuff out. As yeah, not nah, good. Like, get there, you know? Yeah, that's tough, man. Um, is that something that you're going to want to do in the future is like really 
plan it out or you just, you like what you're doing right now? Do you feel like you have that routine set or what? Um, I think I'd be way less stressed if I could figure out a way to plan it out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I want, I want to know like what I'm doing and I think that'll give me more ability to, to work on other things. Yeah. I've said, someone asked me like, what's my number one tip for like making more stuff recently? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've gotten hyper organized about like my file structure. Yeah. Which for a while I was that kid who just like, was like saving something on the desktop and I was like, I don't know. And just like click keys just to like deal with like getting the dialogue right, box right. away. Yeah. And now I'm like, as organized as I could possibly be. Yeah. And I feel like I get way more done and like I know where everything lives and yeah. that makes me happy. So I think if I could apply that to my regular life, that'd be good. Yeah. That's, uh, dude, when I changed my workflow, like everything changed. Yeah. Yeah. I've like, I've lost 20 terabytes myself. It's just gone. Not, not because of like organizing, but just like I didn't have a process for like backing up files. There's no structure. Yep. And um, yeah, that, Force me to get some structure because you don't want to go through that bullshit. 20, <laughs> 20 terabytes gone. Oh. Terrible. Um, what is one thing that you wish you would have done differently? Anything in the past where you're like, eh, I would have um, done it that way? I think there was just there were moments where I would default to like taking the easier route. Mm-hmm. Um, or just doing, you know, like, I, there's been times where I've, like, shot campaigns and stuff, and, you know, like, I've been like, oh, I should really just, like, get up and go shoot one more sunrise. Yeah. And then not do it, and then you get to editing, and you're like, fuck, I really should have shot that sunrise. You right. Know, like, things yeah. like that. Just, yeah. I just wish I would push myself to go the extra mile a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and, like, overproduce sometimes, mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of, like, trying to land right on the mark. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. That's good. Yeah, I've, I've, I've dealt that. I've dealt with that myself. Like... Because, I don't know, you just, I don't know, you might think differently with this, but, like, whenever I'm shooting, like, you might think you have the shot or whatever, yeah. like, you're yeah. just like, nah, like, I'll fix it in post, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, damn it, you wish you just shot for, like, ten seconds longer or woke up for that sunrise because you're yeah. just missing out. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Cool, man. Um... Anything else? Nah, I think we really covered a lot, a lot of the basic <laughs> stuff, some interesting stuff. Um, anything that you would tell, like a young creative just starting out, like um, I don't know, trying to do what you're trying to do. Anything like a younger Tyler Babin, yeah. like. So my thing is, uh, I think too many people get obsessed with other people's process, mm. um, and so if someone wants to. My thing is, I could sit down with anyone who's 18 years old right now and give you like a play-by-play of everything I did in my life to yeah. where I'm here now, yeah. and then you can do it every single way, and you're not going to end up where I am, right? right? Everyone's process is so incredibly different, yeah. and I think people like try to emulate and then get disappointed when it's not working. Right. So like my biggest thing for like people that want to be creators and they're on the come up is like just do you. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool to be yourself yeah. and to like take your journey. And it might not look exactly how someone else's looks, but then all of a sudden you go through it and then you take a step back and you're like, holy shit, I'm further than that person and this person and this person. Right. And like you've created your own life and your own story and your mm-hmm. own path and that's what's going to make you uniquely you. Yeah. You know, it, like if you try to do what, what you're doing or what I'm doing or anything, you'll only get as high as what we are. Yep. And I think you have to, you have to be okay with, with a little bit of uncertainty. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely, I love that man. Thank you so yeah. much for doing this. Um, where can people find you? What's what's that one? Or you can do all the platforms, but like yeah, YouTube, Instagram, the um, works. 
Tyler Babin on YouTube, yeah. Babin on Instagram, yeah. and then Tyler underscore Babin on Twitter because I can't block in a good name. I'm trying to get Babin. <laughs> Are you so on bad. Twitter a lot or not? Uh, I would be more if I could get at Babin. Right. <laughs> it's taken by somebody? Yeah, it's taken. I can't what? get it. I know, it's super weird. Maybe if you pay them something. Yeah. Uh, have you tried that? I mean, like, it's, 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 it's an inactive account. Oh, so right. I can't, That's like, shit. I know, it's the worst. All right, well. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening. Babin, you're a legend. I can't wait to see this documentary. Not because I'm in it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But I'm excited to keep watching your progress and and seeing how you adjust to this solo creator lifestyle. Because it's not easy. It looks easy, but it's not. It's not. And yeah, yeah, I'm just excited to see your growth, man. So, appreciate it. Thank you for doing this. It's great.